You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast, a championship-caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York, with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. Hats, Tats, and Stats is part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out online at www.bicbp-radio.com. Do you like great food, good drinks, and some of the best bar life in Western New York? Then head out to the Union Pub downtown or the Transit Music Lounge in Depew. Looking for a great place to go on game day? The Union Pub offers game day specials for every Bills game as well as a great place to stop before and after every Sabres home game. They also offer beer buckets, wing specials, and more. Do you stick more to the burbs? Are you a music lover? Then check out the Transit Music Lounge, offering live music every Friday and Saturday with some of the biggest names in the Buffalo music scene. Hit them up on Taco Tuesday, or check out Burger Thursdays for the best burgers in Western New York. Both locations offer some of the best food you've ever had and a great sports and music bar atmosphere. And now, they offer catering for the holidays, too. For the most up-to-date news on the Union Pub and the Transit Music Lounge, find them on Facebook and never miss a beat. That's the Union Pub, located at 38 Swan Street, across from the ballpark, and the Transit Music Lounge at 4723 Transit Road in Depew. Stop out, have a drink, and enjoy some great food today. The Transit Music Lounge and the Union Pub are proud sponsors of Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast, a championship caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York. I am EZD, your man with the plan, the host with the most, and I'm joined by my best friend, Austin, the stat man, Kel. Austin, what is up, buddy? Back-to-back weeks. Oh, man, this is good. It's like a trend now. This is a whole thing. Yeah, we're doing it. I'm liking it. it, though. I'm liking doing it. This it. is good, though. Big fan. So, Big fan. Yeah. Um, baseball. Uh, baseball is in a, in a weird place right now. We talked about it at the end of the last episode, and we'll get to the pro side of baseball later in the show. But first and foremost, uh, we are a podcast based in Buffalo, New York, and we are all diehard Bills Mafia, diehard Bills fans. And I have a problem. Oh, boy. I mean, this is not the first one, nor will it be the last, but I'm oh, it, just it, I'm on the edge of my seat right now. I got to know what not, this one is. It will not be. I can guarantee right. that. <laughs> I hate this trend in Buffalo fandom that, that there's just this need for us to go after any big name who might be on the market. Like, and it's finally stopped with quarterbacks. Thank God. God bless Josh Allen because <laughs> we're no longer hearing trade for Deshaun Watson. Right, right. We just like, put, we just put that conversation to bed, right? That, that no longer comes up at all. Right. So now we have like, there are, in my opinion, there are uh, like two to three, like we don't have a lot of glaring needs, which is really nice for the first time. Like we're not sitting there going like, well, we need a quarterback. We need every offensive line position, every defensive line position, our linebackers are just atrocious. Our secondary is in shambles. Like we don't have that anymore. Right. So, but we do have needs. We have things that we could either bolster or be better about and, or like, or start drafting toward the future and all over social media, the bill should sign Rob Gronkowski because Dawson Knox sucks. Like, and, and my issue isn't the player. I, I think and, and Gronk has shown that his goofy off field, like party lifestyle doesn't impact him on the field. Right. So I don't think it's a, it's an issue of him not fitting. I think he'd be fine. It's the price tag. Like we're currently over, over capped right now. And with guy, like there, there's guys that we would like to resign. We need to resign. And like Gronk's going to like, he's not going to be like, Oh, I'll take vet minimum to play in Buffalo where I avoided right. playing my entire career. Like, I don't think he, he, I don't, I mean, even though he's a hometown player, it, I don't think the hometown discount applies in this particular situation, you know, right. and it really, it, there's a, there's a, the whole thing about all these conversations, I think is just that there's want versus realistic taking, right. because I feel like everybody wants to treat the bills like their own personal Madden franchise. Yes. Like, Oh dude, check out my Madden roster. I got Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen. And then like, I don't know. Good. Diggs Colby, is my number four. Yeah, right. Exactly. That exact thing right there. They're like, how, how would you stop that offense? It, it, listen, it's a fun hypothetical conversation that you can have a couple of drinks over and you know what I mean? Right. Talk about how dominant this fictional situation would be. Um, 
if if Gronkowski wanted to come here and if the price tag was right, fine. I'm okay with it. There, I don't. There's no such thing as too many weapons. I, However, listen, I I agree with that, and I actually there was a uh, oh there we go. Uh, there was a tweet yesterday that uh, through the hat stats and stats podcast. Um, let's see, gotta I gotta find it now. Um, somebody basically came out and said, "Oh, Matthew Bova." I have a Rob Gronkowski take. If he wants to play for the Bills and it doesn't cost the team an arm and a leg, it's a no-brainer. I don't care what happened with Trey White in 2017. You know who else probably doesn't care? Trey White. Because that's one of the big ones. When people are like, oh, we should get Gronk. And people are like, what about Trey? And like, I, I don't think Trey cares anymore. He's fine. He's, he's more pissed off about missing the playoffs last year with an ACL. Right. And I threw on it like, this is the correct take. And signing him should not be a priority. If it happens, it happens. But this and about four or five other takes shouldn't be getting as much airtime as they are. And honestly, most of them feel like clickbait. Um, the main ones on that, like I've seen it's a just, lot of it's it's to stir the pot. It's like 90% of yes. <laughs> any of those debates on ESPN, first take, whatever. I don't believe half these guys really believe in the opinions that they're sharing. Right. They just there has to be some sort of debate or conflict to make the show entertaining. So hey man, you you just choose the for Gronkowski side. I'm gonna choose the against Gronkowski side, and we're gonna argue about it for an hour. And that's first take on Monday. That's the whole, you know what I mean? That's the right. whole and, thing. And I, I like that drives me nuts because like you don't have to disagree. Like I, I would the first time I watched ESPN and saw which I haven't really tuned into ESPN in quite a while. It's but, been a long time, honestly. Yeah. But the first time I did, and they were like, you know, well, listen, if Gronk wants to sign with the Bills and he wants to take as like a, like veteran minimum or a little bit more. Like try to win one with the hometown team, like being a hometown boy, probably being the most talented NFL player to come from the Buffalo, New York area. Um, then, then fine. Like, yeah, man, I agree. That'd be like that. Like, why wouldn't you do it at that point? Right. I'd probably shit a brick. I'd probably just load my pants and be like, I, I think ESPN is changing. Right. <laughs> but it drives me nuts. Cause they like, they intentionally don't do that. They intentionally, you know, they call it first take. They should call it hot takes because they, they right. just have one of the two of them takes an absolute trash opinion and defends it to the, to the, to the nth degree. But, yeah. But it's first thing in the morning. So it's the first one you hear. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first hot take you hear throughout the day. It's the first trash yeah. take of the day. Right. Well, there, there's a whole bunch of that stuff, but some of the stuff is like, it, I don't know why people defend certain things that are principle. So like the other one, and I'm sure you've heard of this is just the Christian McCaffrey thing. Oh my God. Right. That, that at some point they were like, um, and I don't know what person said this. I don't think in a million years, this is actually what the asking price would be, but it was like a third and a fifth. And I think they threw Cole Beasley in there. And even if it's not, let's just hypothetically say it was that a third and a fifth and Cole Beasley for Christian McCaffrey. If I legitimately thought that they would actually accept that offer, it would already be on the way. Like I couldn't click the send button fast enough. Well, Singletary is great. He showed grip. That's all fine. It's not an anti Devin Singletary argument. It's how unbelievable is Christian McCaffrey. And also in our offense, just my own two cents, he doesn't have to get run into the ground because he's the only thing they can do in Carolina that in our offense, he only needs 15 to 16 touches. He doesn't need 30 touches. He doesn't need 11 catches and another 20 carries. You know what I mean? He can get 10 to 15 and do unbelievable things with that stuff and keep him healthy for a full 17 game season. And I think that will be fine. Then I mean, I can only imagine what, uh, what he would do with catching balls from, from Josh Allen, having a competent quarterback, throw him the ball for the first time in his career. He's yeah. done unbelievable things with, you know, not, Great quarterback, <laughs> just really not a lot of talent at the position in Carolina. Right. So, and like, and now here's my, and here's my issue with that. I wouldn't do, okay, maybe this is a stretch. Maybe this is a hot take on my end, but <laughs> I don't know that I would do Cole Beasley for Christian McCaffrey straight up. And not really, like, not from a talent standpoint, Christian McCaffrey is absolutely electric with the football. Because I think you can argue they almost play the same position or, or McCaffrey can line up in a slot and it would be fine and it wouldn't matter. Right. The problem is McCaffrey plays six games a year. Well, that's, I mean, is that because he gets 30? I mean, how much did you get run into the ground? Right. That was my other thing. Are you limiting his touches or? And, and now, or listen, if you give him 30 I, touches a game, that's. I, I sit here and I like, okay, I, I have no problem with it. I, 
given the option, if, if he was healthy or he was trending towards staying healthier, different mm-hmm. story. But I mean, the dude hasn't played a ton, which is really my issue. Like Beasley, Beasley missed game. Like Beasley plays through injuries. He missed two games this year because of COVID rules. Like, and, and, and COVID, whatever you think about it, whatever you feel about it, I, I really don't give two fucks. I really, really don't. But he like he did have the valid point of like, listen, I'm not sick. I'm not showing symptoms, but I tested positive. So I'm out for two weeks. There are other dudes who were showing symptoms yesterday that are on the field today. What's the fucking difference? Like, I'm, I'm not missing because I'm unavailable. I'm missing because I'm being told I can't. So like, OK, great. Like I, I, he's on the field and he's the dude who, I mean, the amount of times he's come up big one time, one time a game, he makes three catches that game, but one of them is a huge third down late in the game. And we're chasing two points. I I, I need that guy. I want that guy. I, I don't want to say, Hey, where is that guy? Oh, he's been on the IR for four weeks again. And that's my issue with him. Same thing. Like Saquon Barkley. I, I he's been tied to, to, to talks with Buffalo. Here's, but here's another dude who can't stay on the field. And again, maybe in Buffalo where he's not the like he's not the only running back, he's not the only offensive weapon, maybe he stays healthier. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Well, it's it's well that that's that's anybody though. You can literally make that argument about any NFL player like, "Oh, Josh Allen's unbelievable, but uh, is he going to be healthy?" I don't know. Well, you assume he is. Well, history says I mean, he, like and and that's really what we're going off of here is like there there it it's an injury history. Right. And people make the argument about, you know, well, Mitch Morse, he had four concussions in Kansas City and before he came to Buffalo and he's had two more since he's just the last couple of years. He's been healthy. Those first two years in Buffalo were like, maybe we overdid this. Right. Well, again, it all depends on what the asking price is. And it really the, the true issue with McCaffrey isn't the cost or I, for me, it's the injury history is that he's going to make 14 million dollars this year. That too. It, it, you know what I mean? That that is my biggest issue. Talent aside. Now, that being said. I think some people know this. I don't know. The, the salary cap is just a made up number. Yeah. It, like it legitimately doesn't mean anything. Right. Like, I mean, some people go, oh, we're over the cap or whatever. I don't know. The Saints were $100 million over the cap last year, but somehow they kept signing free agents and they gave guys extensions and like, and oh, they're just allowed to play. Like it's a, it's a meaningless made up thing for fans to speculate on. Well, and, and, and all th- of this, is- this exact thing, who can we sign and where can we go? Like it oh. was like, the Tennessee Titans last year were like $2 million against the cap. They were, they had no money. So they couldn't possibly pay play or uh, excuse me, trade for Julio Jones because the dude makes 17 million. Like where are they going to get, how are you going to free up almost $20 million? Oh, they reworked Tannehill and converted some signing bonus to yada, yada and whatever. And oh, well, all of a sudden they freed up $30 million. Like so, it's just a made up nonsensical thing. It doesn't and, mean anything. And really all it really is. And this is something that Brandon Bean has gotten very, very good at is it's just a number that says how much you're allowed to spend this year. It doesn't matter. Like you right. can be 9 million over next year, but this year you're only allowed to spend. Right. And then you kick that money to 2024 and then yeah. you kick that money to 2025 and you, and you like, just keep doing it right. It yeah. Just keep pushing it down the road and you're good. And that's, that's how, I mean, really that's how good teams keep doing it. Right. And it, do I you mean, think, so has this been happening the whole time? Like, cause I feel like I've been a football fan really where I honestly paid attention to it since I don't know, maybe about middle school. So I was 12, 13 years old. So, I mean, we're going back 20 years. And the salary cap's always been a thing. And it's, you know what I mean? Everybody's been playing mad and knows what your salary cap is, for even from a, just a video game standpoint. But I feel like I've never heard of, oh, they converted um, some of it to signing bonus money and it lowered the cap hit, freeing up three. Like, that's been happening on every team with multiple players for, like, the last three or four years. Have we no. just not been hearing about it? You know, is it, it, is, I, has it been going on for 20 years? I don't know what. I don't know if it's been going on for 20 years. I, 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 I would guess that it was kind of like a, a quiet loophole that some of your better GMs kind of knew about but didn't really talk about. Right, right, because you don't want to give that advantage to everybody. Like, if or, I'm doing this because I'm a money guy. Or somebody figured it out that, like, listen, like, these guys are doing these things and like with, with next year and two years and three years and four years down the road in mind. When all you got to do is be good this year, like you just got to fit this year. And then next year, you just got to fit next year. So, you know, oh, hey, we're going to we're going to convert your salary. With one bonus in there to a signing bonus and kick the rest down the road. So instead of you being a seven million dollar hit, 
you're like you get that whatever you're guaranteed this year plus a little bit more in cash up front and we're good but it, but it lowers your you lowers your cap hit right. which is what we as a team need as a franchise we need to be able to sign more guys or or shift that money around to somebody else right so like yeah. i said I, I was like never hearing of this and now it's now it's it's all over the place oh yeah. convert him convert him convert him and then all of a sudden you've you've made 20 million dollars and then we're not we're not 30 million under the cap we're 50 million now oh Great. Fantastic. Well, that worked out. You know, I'm glad it's just, like I said, they, they financial wizardry. They just are, are fudging numbers and cooking the books, right? <laughs> doing whatever they want, just moving money around. Just, just finding and, it, and it all works out. So I'm sure they could find a way if they, it would, the salary cap would not stop us for getting McCaffrey. If that, like if that was Bean's goal, you know what I mean? Like it would right. be, Oh man, what, what am I going to do with this? Nah, he would be rework. Yeah. We'll transfer over. Yeah. Right. We'll move it around. And all of a sudden it all works out just fine. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing about this, like, so you mentioned like a third, a third of fifth and Beasley, like I said, I, I don't, I don't care what his viewpoints are on things. I don't think he was that much of a distraction. I, I think that locker room is tight enough that despite things that he was saying and doing, I mean, Jordan Poyer was on his side the whole time. Nobody gives a fuck about him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and what he's doing, his girlfriend's another story. You know, she needs to shut <laughs> up, just shut up and be pretty on Instagram. Like, oh, is, 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 is that the, the Mahomes and the Brittany Matthews conversation? Like, everybody likes Patrick. Yeah. Nobody likes his brother and his future wife uh so kind of but no uh because it's not that bad is, is really worth well that. naturally um, you know she's not spraying champagne on the opposing fans after a win right. but uh you know like looking through since like since bean has been our gm um in 2017 we didn't have a third round pick but we had two second round picks and the second one was Deion dawkins and our fifth round pick was matt milano um harrison phillips and syrian neal and Wyatt Teller were our third and our fifths in 18. Singletary, Knox, and Voshan Joseph, who I believe is still on the roster as a special teamer, if he's not, not on the team anymore, but he's still in the NFL. Um, Zach Moss and Jake Fromm, who, okay, Zach Moss is looking like a bust currently, and Fromm was a practice squad guy who showed he didn't, do, didn't look good in New York, although I don't think anybody would look good in New York. Naturally. And then Spencer Brown and Tommy Doyle, who both started last year at different times. Um, Spencer Brown ended up being an absolute animal. And Tommy Doyle started being dressed every single week down the road as the extra, as an extra offensive lineman. I don't know if I want to give those guys up. I mean, imagine our team without Spencer Brown last year. Well, I mean, we've done very, very well with drafting. And it really just depends on what kind of position we're in. I mean, do you think that somebody like McCaffrey puts us over the top? And is that much of an upgrade that you can lose the depth at that position? It really, it all depends on, on well, what really, we're doing with those picks. And to their credit, they have done very well with drafting. You know what I mean? It's, I think mathematically, it's like only 50% of your first round picks hit, and then it drops 50% every round after that. And uh, the, so like, by the time you get to the fifth, sixth round, it's like one, maybe two guys and in, come out and end up being a viable guy. In Brandon Bean's tenure in Buffalo, only one player appears let me just double check this while before i say it <laughs> so i don't know why he's not in bold but like so austin prole who is a seventh round receiver who is with the giants now um pretty sure i mean i mean peterman's still in the fucking league somewhere uh vallejo is with the cardinals i mean every single dude that we've drafted since 2017 is still in the NFL. I mean, Tommy Sweeney and Daryl Johnson, who were, you know, Sweeney was with the Jets last year, right? That sounds right. He's with us. Like, so, I mean, he was, he was our number two tight end last year, seventh round draft, second seventh round draft pick in 2019. Daryl Johnson gets time at, at, you know, at defensive end regularly. Um, Really the one, the ones that I'm, like really like Isaiah Hodgins, I want to see what he can do, but if he hasn't been on the field, I, I don't know what he can do unless, unless our depth ahead of him was just that good that he just like, Hey, not yet, but I don't well, know. I think I, that I, was the case. I mean, that's yeah. Just looking at what our receivers were last year, that, that was hundred percent. Hey, you're just not going to see the field very often. I just look at it and say like, like, I just look at it and think like, you know, we, we've done so well in the draft. I don't know if I want to risk those draft picks with how well we do on I mean, specifically those two dudes who can't seem to stay on the field. And- oh, listen, and, and, and all of that weighs into it. 
all of that ways. It all depends on, on what you think you're gaining for what you think you're losing. Right. There's always that chance that those draft picks wind up to be busts. And there's always that chance that you make that move and McCaffrey gets hurt again. So really it, it's all, it's all relative. And that's why you and I don't get paid to be, <laughs> to make these decisions. It's above our pay grade. Right. But I mean, that's, that, that's what they want to do. And it depends do they think that it would put us over the top? Right. You know what I mean? That, that was always my soul shifting gears, just a hair. Um, you know, I'd be fine. Like, so Buffalo took a running back in the second round this year. Like some people are like, Oh, you're nuts. You're crazy. It's whatever. Now I think it depends on who it is, but there have been some guys. I mean, guys like Brees Hall from Iowa, who just looks like he's going to be an animal and he's six, one, 225 pounds. He's going to run a four, four, four. Like he's just an animal. And there's a lot of people out there. And again, not an anti Devin Singletary thing, but the, we don't need one. What a waste of pick. There's other areas. All of those are valid points. But I look at like the Colts, for example, they had Marlon Mack, good quality running back, almost a thousand yard rusher. I think he made the pro bowl one of the years. He was just fine. And then Jonathan Taylor falls into their lap in the second round and they took him. And now he's the best running back in football. Now I'm not saying that Hall is going to wind up being the best running back in football, but like when you see an opportunity for an upgrade, I don't know that you can look a gift horse in the mouth. Like, well, it's not nothing against Singletary, but if we had Singletary and drafted Taylor, he would be long forgotten. Nobody would ever bring up Singletary ever. Like nobody cares. Well, Marlon Mack, they tried to trade. He was gone. Like, and now here it is Achilles, but nobody so misses him. It's whatever. It's one of those things for me. Like this is the year. Cause I'm pretty sure this is Singletary's last year on his rookie deal. We talk about all the time. the The shelf life of a running back is the age twenty six. Basically, that, it is a nosedive of production. There's and, a handful of outliers, but for the most part, that that's where it is. That's if the cliff is no longer thirty, it's actually a few years in front of that. Yeah, and and the outliers make it to twenty seven and twenty eight. Like that. That's. I, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't take a if we took a running back in the middle of the draft this year. And I think well, that's just to let do, single. And just, well, just to let Singletary walk, you don't have to pay him $5 million a season. This, this no. next guy's making a rookie contract for the next four years. And that's what you have to do because right. Allen's making so much. Right. And, and I think that's what you do at running back across the board. I right. I, I would be shocked to see a running back go in the top 15 ever again at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause even and it's just how the position has been devalued. It's crazy. Well, it's been devalued. And like the guys that you take up there, you're like, Oh, we're going to run this dude. And then he gets banged up and hurt, and then he's not worth what you what you used on him. Well, I mean, and and you know who's really happy about that? It's a team like Pittsburgh, who never would have had Najee Harris 10, 15 years ago. Like he would have gone in the top 10, and you never would have right. had him. You right. know what I mean? He just falls to like 26. Uh-huh. What what a gift. Thank you so much. They're they're loving it. <laughs> right. No problem at all. A team that never would have had a shot at him. Yeah, for sure. And so the other one that 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 I've heard is would you give up your first round draft pick? So if the 25th overall pick, would you give that up for DK Metcalf? It, probably not. I, honestly, and it has nothing to do with Metcalf. I think he's a very talented receiver. And I think Metcalf and Diggs and uh, well, I'm saying Cole Beasley, but that's not who God. Who, the tweet just had four touchdowns for the love of God, man. I'm Gabe dying Davis. right now. Thank you, dude. Oh, more coffee this morning. No Dave Davis is, is an animal and it's just, I, there's no space for him. And to lose that pick that we can use on a second corner or to use on a big BVD tackle. Like we just have other needs. Um, again, if I'm playing Madden and I want to just have this air raid gun five wide all the time offense, then, you know, maybe fine, but I don't know. The only thing that I would say would make me consider it is the fact that he's only going to be 25 and right. still currently on a rookie deal for right for how many year, what, one, i was gonna say one more another year and then you could technically pick up his option in the in the fifth year mm-hmm. i think dk he gives you that like that freakish size but also the ability to stretch the field the way you saw them try to use sanders with mm-hmm. and now i wasn't a fan of dk coming out of the draft i'm glad we didn't draft him because I don't right. think he would have been who he is now on the team we had back then. At the time, right. And he needed, he needed Russell Wilson immediately. Yes. 
like Russ turned him into a, a an and, awesome player pretty quick. And 2019 Josh wasn't 2021 Josh. Exactly. He was he was better. Don't get me wrong. He was damn right. good. He was growing. He was getting better. But he, that's not that's not what we needed at the time. On the other end, and this stems us into the conversation. In your opinion, what are our top three needs? What are sorry? What are you? What what would be your top three? Off-season moves stemming into the first, potentially first two rounds of the draft, depending on what you say are like what, what you would do if you were in in that seat. So, so we're in a, we're in a, an interesting spot here where um, it all depends on what we need to do with the cap. But there are several guys that could very easily be cap casualties. Guys from John Feliciano to Cole Beasley. There's just hey, you're making seven eight million dollars. I can cut you for like a buck and a quarter. You know what I mean? It cost me a million, one million, two to, to cut you and I'll save another six on top of it. So now if we, if we cut Feliciano, I can see us going offensive line. I think that's a no brainer. And I think it would be not a big step to have an upgrade <laughs> at, at that position. Feliciano is not bad, but I mean, it's like him and, and Mitch Morris, it's the same thing. If the best center in the whole draft fell to us at 25 legit. Yes. Let's go get that guy. And he can anchor our line there for, a long time. Um, I also think a, a D tackle, a run stuffer. Star Latulile is not, I mean, he was in and out of the lineup, COVID, this, that, opting out, whatever. I mean, I'm over that roller coaster ride. I need the run stuffer every game, not sometimes, not well when he's in, he's okay. Nope. Serious, same injury comment from before. It's, I need you in the field. Yeah. Just bottom line. I well, need you in the field. My, my issue with Star, it, he wasn't hurt this year. There were just games he chose not to play. I, right. That's oh, what I personal mean. Personal reasons. Like, right. All right, man. Bye. (laughs) Uh, Right. I listen. Hey, listen. And those might've been very legit personal reasons. Maybe he's mental something, you know, birth your kid. I I don't know. I don't know what that is. They're personal, but at the end of the day, like if you, it's like, if if my, my job was letting me off every now and again, or I was missing weeks of work for personal reasons, even if my boss was okay with it at the time, at some point, it's just, Hey, your contract's up. We're just going to have somebody in here who doesn't have so many personal issues. Like, Hey, right. hey God's God bless you. And I hope everything works out. But yeah. at the end of the day, wish, this wish is a business, the right? Exactly. But we're going to bring somebody else in who does not have those issues. So I think that that's an easy one, but I mean, it's a big old run stuffer. And then I'm going to say probably defensive back that, you know, Trey coming back from an injury, Levi Wallace's contract is up. Um, I, that that's a coin flip. I'm torn between going corner and, my third one being uh, getting a pass rusher. And I don't mean drafting. I mean, sometimes, and there's a reason that these guys make a lot of money. You need that guy to get after the quarterback, just plain and simple that people go, Hey, well, we drafted all these guys and maybe Greg Rousseau turns into that guy. And I hope so. But at the end of the day, so if you look at the differences between the bills defense and even like Cincinnati's defense, and they went to the Super Bowl, I think overall, I don't think anybody box at, the, the notion that Buffalo's defense overall is much better than Cincinnati's. But how did Cincinnati go through the teams that they went through and then did, had a good run at the Super Bowl is because guys like Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson were like harassing Mahomes, making him run all over the plate. Not just like, okay, like Jerry Hughes, I beat my guy and he's got a 68% win rate. Okay, how many sacks did he have? None? Okay, that's right. absolutely useless to me at some point. You have to bring down the quarterback because guys like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, they don't care that you blew away their right tackle. They just run around you and complete a pass. Anyways, at some point I need a guy who sacks the quarterback and we don't have air quotes, that guy. I don't know. He just right this second. He's not on the roster. If, if, if he is, we don't know about it yet. Correct. Right. I listen. I hope Rousseau has 12 sacks next year. Right. I hope he explodes. He puts on some weight. He grows into his man body and it's I'll, just I'll tell you what I I'm still big on AJ Epinesa. Sure. I, you know, I hope, I hope Boogie Basham develops the right. way I mean, he started getting in and, and like he, he was that dude that's flashed a couple times last year that when he did play, he made plays. He had a couple sacks. He didn't play a ton, but when he did, he made the most of it. Right. Um, you know, I think, <laughs> I think my, my first step personally is to re-sign Harrison Phillips. He's well, also a free agent. Yep. Uh, I thought he had a great, great end of the year last year. And that was one of those things that star pulling what star pulled gave Dirty Harry the shot because, right. you know, Dirty Harry was going to be that dude that he was going to be a cap casualty. Sorry, man, unless you want to take dirt, like you ain't, you ain't coming back. 
we like you, but you're not the same since the knee injury. And then all of a sudden he had to step in and play that one tech and he was a monster. Just an absolute monster. Like, he looked like the dude we did very, very well. Very well. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. I, I think a true cornerback, a, a true CB two is, is paramount. Um, I like some of the guys we have. I think all of them can do well. The problem is I need a guy that if Trey is out, we're not going, Oh fuck. Like, Oh, cause you're always going to say that, but Trey going out was one of those, like, Oh my God, our season may have just ended. Right. Because we don't have that guy that guys don't throw at. Right. And, and Trey is intelligent enough to recognize plays and help and run support. So mm-hmm. like a, a true corner two, I think is, is Any, anytime you lose a top five corner, I, you know what I mean? Like, that's just right. I mean, I don't know what, how the Rams season would have gone if Jalen Ramsey goes down. It, it's just one of those things. It's. And then uh, I agree with your hit home pass rusher, your edge guy as like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a, a distant, not a distant, but like. Bo- okay. I would say I would put bolstering our interior offensive line ahead of. And well, that, 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 that's where I was that like my number three was like replace Feliciano, get that guard. You know what I mean? Bolster that interior, but a very close three, a three B if, if they chose to go the other way and to go get a pass rusher. Eh, all right. I'm fine. Right. I can live with that. Yeah. I don't hate it. You know, I mean, we, we all know Addison's probably done at least in Buffalo and yep. you know, he, he's a season year. Jerry, I mean, Jerry Hughes, I think it's, he's going into his last year right now. So we'll no, they're, they're they're both free agents. They're both really? we'd have to resign both of them. And they're both, I think, 33 going on 34 years old. Like at some point, that's just I think it's oh, uh are. look at that. The end of the road. And really, and Jerry Hughes is making $10 million. Addison was making seven and a half. That's $17 million for two guys that I I don't think we need to bring either one of them back. And, it, and this sounds it's a little egregious, but I'd rather give 15 million of that 17 we just filled up to an elite pass rusher then right give it back to the two old guys who never got home i don't that's not yeah and i mean i i liked jerry you know i liked mario had a decent year this year but i i think at this point like you don't need that that vet presence like you wanted from mario like you, I, I like who he is and what he can bring well okay now you have guys in their third fourth fifth and sixth years all around that defense you you have some vets. You have some guys that have been there and done it. Now go get a dude who can just get home. Right. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Ryan Bates, Justin Zimmer, Harrison Phillips all resigned. Uh, Jake Kumro just to be a depth guy in the and I think he can do better than what he's shown. I'd like to see McKenzie come back. Um, you know, F.A. Obata, if he's OK with just being a depth guy, you know, I mean, I'm okay so there were there there were there were rumors of Christian Kirk coming to Buffalo to go back to that rumor mill. Yes. Do do we do we like Kirk? That probably means that Beasley is gone. That we would cut him, free up that six million, and give that six million to a twenty-five year old instead of a thirty-three year old. I, I I thought I read somewhere that cutting Beasley does nothing for us because, like, cut it. We still hit like the the cap hit versus his actual salary are almost a wash. So if you're gonna if you're gonna cut him, you may as well just keep him on the team because it could cost you the same amount of money anyway. Um, I didn't think so. Like I said, I thought that it was like a million and a half to cut him, and we and he's making seven. Uh, dead cap one point five, but his cap hit is seven six. We free up six point one million dollars if we cut him. Right. So which again, now if, if you're going to say, hey, listen, we're going to cut you and we're going to give Christian Kirk six million dollars and he's okay with that, that means that that whole situation is a wash and we get a younger, faster at this point in their career, probably better player. Than what we're getting otherwise. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with the better side of it. I, th- I think he, I think they're different types of players. Um, and I think, I think they're, I think they're super similar, like the same height, same weight. There, I mean, Kirk actually might be a little heavier. I, I, it always seemed like Kirk was more the guy that, that at least Arizona tried to stretch the field with, though. Like they tried to, they tried to have him be the guy running the deep routes. I mean, D, D Hop was your jump ball guy. He was your cross in the middle guy. Like, I mean, he can do everything, but you know, when it came down to it, they were sending Kirk on, you know, on, on the shot down the middle. It, it, at least I felt that way. He was, I mean, fantasy wise, he was, he was home run. He was home run or bust. It was, you were going to get three receptions for 109 yards and a score or nothing. 
Well, I mean, that, that's how they chose to use him. You know what I mean? He also, he's still a slot receiver. Um, right. I don't think he plays in the outside very much. But I think that's, that's just how Cliff Kingsbury, like, hey, you're a guy. I think he did a little less this year when they drafted Rondell Moore, but because he's really the John Ross of their offense. Like, hey, just, just run. It's a track meet. Just run 40 yards. We'll see if we can hit you. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I wouldn't be upset to see Beasley stay. I, I mean, he's a big part of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, I, a lot of people bring up him being a distraction as part of the problem. I, I don't, I, he was more of a distraction for the media and like the fans than he was, I think, yeah. in the locker room. I don't, I, yeah, I don't think he, they, I don't think his teammates, I don't think it bothered them at all. Yeah, I don't think any of them cared, but, right. Um, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do um, as NFL for agency is always interesting. And I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll chime in on it here and there as it happens. And um, I would like to do this year, if we can, uh, oh. <laughs> I would like to do a live Facebook coverage of the draft um, at least night one, just kind of do a, kind of do an, an in-house thing where we're all kind of hanging out, sitting around on camera, commenting on the picks and everything. Not that, not that I know much about anybody, but I think it'd be fun. Um, but yeah, could be, could be something fun to do in a couple of weeks and, uh, I'm down, stay tuned for that. And, uh, now we are going to shift gears a little bit to the baseball side of things to wrap up the show again, as we did last week, the MLB lockout is still going on at the time of this recording. And as you know, we're going to record and post it damn near immediately. So, uh, I don't know, man, it, it doesn't sound good. They've already canceled games. First, first two series and have been watched. The biggest issues from what I've seen are like market share and like making sure the younger players are more taken care of, but I can't really find a ton on like the actual like, so the, the, the single biggest issue holding up baseball right now is the luxury tax. And there's a competitive balance tax threshold. Right. And it's created payroll gaps and lowered players' share of the industry revenue. So basically, when the league gets taxed on making money, it hurts the players, which I think is messed up. Right. I mean, it's, it's tough. So, like, the, the few things that I read, that there were a few things like um, the uh, – Owners increased uh, that CBT, that collected their tax by, it was like $5 million. It went up to $30 million, and they wanted to increase $5 million a year until the next contract. So it was going to start at 30, go to 35, 40, 45, and go off from there. The players wanted like $85 million, and if for it to up, go up $10 million a year until the next one. So 85, 95, 105, like, so they were 50 or $60 million apart. Right on that money, which is a, a huge chunk of change. It's not like they were arguing for 35 and the owners were like, no, let's start at 30. It wasn't, it wasn't $5 million where they could just compromise real easily. Being $50 million apart was tough. Um, the other thing that I saw that was a sticking point for them was increasing the, the league's minimum salary. That right. right now, I think it's at 600,000. The owners came in at 675,000. So they upped it 75 grand and they would increase uh, $10,000 a year, every year until the next collective bargaining agreement and the players wanted it to start at 725 and go up 20 million or 20, $20,000 every year. Right. So basically that, that was around $50,000 of, of wiggle room. Right. The problem is there's a ton of guys making that, that minimum. So while $50,000 doesn't sound like a lot, when you times that by however many players are making it, you're talking about millions of dollars. And I guess, kudos to the to the to the the players association for trying to get more money for the for the little guys but i i think the the sticking point you're going to have and i i don't like siding with the owners i don't think that's it's not great but on the flip side i don't know i i think a lot of mlb players are overpaid already i think a lot of the money has gotten ridiculous and egregious I mean, I, I, so I'm a Yankees fan. I, I like Garrett Cole. I'm a fan of him. Do I think he was worth $375 million? No. Right. Not, like, you know what I mean? Like not even a little bit. It's, it's so it's, if you want to know why those little guys can't get more money, it's because the top 1% has taken 
all the money. And really, it's not anything different in football. Why do we, we just talked about it. Why do we have to sign a rookie running back and let Singletary walk? Because Allen's making $246 million. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. when the top guys are making more, there's less room at the bottom. So instead of, hey, let's put a cap on contracts or, or hey, let's put a stipulation on this. So your Scherzers, your, your Coles, your Bryce Harpers don't get three, $400 million contracts. There's money left at the bottom. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't want to do that. We want our best guys making more money. Okay. Well, then why is it our problem that we're giving the, the best guys more money and now you want us to give the worst guys more money? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, right. be better. Earn your next contract. I, I don't know. I just kind of is, – is 700 grand not enough for you when you're basically never seeing the field? Like, I don't – do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just – if I find that weird, like, it's – Yeah, I, you know, it's I've, – I've never liked the fact that baseball doesn't have a salary cap. And right. mo- I, I, they're the only – does basketball have one? I don't even know. I think so, but it's, 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 again, it's a weird thing. Like they have stipulations. Like if you're, if you're already on that team, you can accept more money from the team you're currently on than if you went and tested free agency. Right. Without increasing the cap hit. Right. Right. So like the Cavs can offer a player on their current roster, a $200 million max deal. But if that player wants to go and test free agency, the maximum he's allowed to accept is like hypothetically like 150. So, okay, did, do I really want to leave that badly? Because I'm going to make $50 million more million if I stay here. So it's to, get, it's to keep people in place and not have them moving around so much. You know, I, I really, I don't like the baseball non-salary cap for I'm, uh, this exact reason. This exact reason. Like, oh, there's this much money to be spent and the lowest people in the league, I mean, are making pennies compared to the top 1%. Like right. we're not, we're not talking about like the guys in the show versus the guys in rookie ball. We're talking about the guys in the show and the guys in the show, right? Like there's a dude who could be an everyday starter. Who's watching a guy pitch once every five days, making 19 times what he's making. Like I'm our everyday second baseman. Why is, why is this asshole making that much money? Like, I know I get it. He's worth 19 wins, whatever. Right. Sure. Like there's going to be a pay gap there. But why is it that much? You know, why is it I, that you have? I feel like that that's that's on the GM. Like you right. sign that top guy to that much money. If you're unhappy with it, go somewhere else where somebody's going to appreciate you more and give you more money. Right. So, now, but the now problem the is without, goes, without a salary cap, first off, you have teams that can't pay that much. Right. Which which to me has always created a competition gap. Because I mean, am I am well, I could go make this much. For the, I don't know, for the Padres, not not even the Padres, for the for the A's, or I can make five times that for the Yankees or the Red Sox. Where am I going to go? Right. I mean, well, and that's 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 been the evil empire forever. Right. I mean, and now it's not it's not even the Yankees. the Yankees haven't been over the luxury tax now in probably five or six years. They've tried right. to tone it down, but like for a little while there, the Red Sox were the highest payroll in oh, baseball. God, the Do- the Dodgers right now are blowing everybody out of the water because they're in LA. They don't care. They're like, whatever. We'll just keep paying it every year. And we do. Yeah. And, the and it's hard to argue with it because it's trans. It's it's becoming championships. Right. Like and, at what point is it just like whatever you're winning? That and that's the biggest part too is like, you know, you talk about that in your, you know, when the Yankees were doing it for a while. I mean, it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Red Sox did it for a little while and it worked once. You know, the Dodgers are e- either there or winning every year right now. Like they're right, yeah, they're, it's it's a, it's a perennial thing. So I mean, they're they're having some success success doing it. So why would you stop? You well, know, right. The, the analytic baseball can only hold up to that. I mean, we we see teams come in every now and again, like one for one year. You know, the the team ascends for a season and then falls off the cliff, and then another team ascends for a season and falls off the cliff. Like oh, the last little bit, uh, the Braves. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing against their roster, but I mean, they don't have some gargantuan payroll. They're not paying superstars at every position, or no. It won't Washington the year before. I thought that was too damn funny that Bryce Harper leaves and then they go and win a championship. Like right. that was, I mean, that's that's just that was hilarious. Right. I mean, I'm gonna go make 320 million dollars over here. All right, we're gonna go win a championship without you. All right, cool. It, like <laughs> no problem. It couldn't have been any better because it was the year he left. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like there was a delay. It wasn't like there was a, a a switch or a change or like two three years and like oh well you know look 
he left and his team won eventually right no, no, it was i'm i'm out championship <laughs> well and the stupid thing is they they offered him a ton of money right it was something like they offered him 300 million he went and got 320 from philly yeah and they were like all right fine if, so if all this is over 20 million dollars that's fine that's all right then we went and won a championship so 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 funny and, and it's not like i think they won it in spite of him but i it's it's hard to not think that they were like, hey man, let's go out and get one now. Fuck that guy. You know, and I the the biggest thing that I think the 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 person or the people who are going to benefit the most the longer this baseball lockout goes on is the USFL. If the USFL, if I'm there, I'm st- I'm praying that these talks just keep deteriorating longer and longer because people are going to be starved for sports soon. Basketball is about to wrap up in the next couple months. March Madness is going to kick in. You know, it, you don't got, you don't, you know what, like you don't really watch baseball during March anyway, but once all that stuff ends, the NHL ends, it's just baseball. And I think that's part of the reason why the MLB has, despite everything, the time of year they play when there's no other real competition. And when they start getting competition, it's playoff time. So people watch playoffs. You don't have that. And all of a sudden people find something else to watch. Maybe, uh, maybe some, maybe another football league's got a shot because people are bored and starved for sports. Well, I think there's, there's a lot of people out there that don't like baseball to begin with, you know, the whole America's pastime thing and stuff like that. It's like, it's like the third most popular sport. Or <laughs> I think, I think it's behind NASCAR. You know what I mean? It's well, so, uh, and, and, and there's, they're like, I don't think it's the third most popular sport. I think the MLB is number three on the list of the big four. Right. And, the only reason it's ahead of the NHL is because the only league with worse rules and regulations about like fan interaction and social media and stuff like that, than the MLB is the NHL. Right. Like the NBA and the NFL are basically like, go. I mean, every week they're like, Oh, look what so-and-so tweeted. Well, the NHL and the NBA uh, and the MLB don't let te- like, don't let guys handle their own social media. Like, you have to have a social media team or you don't have social media. Why? Because, well, if you post a video of you working out, that's property of the MLB. It's in your contract. It's, it's why, like, why it's, like the, it's, it's, it's the new no fun league. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't do nothing. And we have to protect America's pastime and baseball purists. And they don't like, you know what I mean? And we could get into rules and replay and all the other things that people don't like about baseball. But like, and the games are too long. And a lot of people just don't understand the intricacies of what's going on with every at bat and every pitch, the chess match that's going on offensively and defensively. Which is fine. Just, we, we talked about some of that last week. But I mean, why do people enjoy and like become fans of some of these players? Because they can see them on like, you know how many times I saw videos of Harrison, um, God, I'm blanking on his name, big evil son of a bitch uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Marvin Harrison, right? There you go. No, Mar- no, Harrison. No, uh, Her- uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, Jerome. James, no, James, James Harrison. James, Harrison. James, there we go. James, the linebacker. There you go. He's been yes. retired for a few years. Yeah. Both um, of us needed way more coffee this morning that was no way more coffee. they're basic guy names that are oh, not coming man. up easily um, good lord but i mean like you know how many times like you see a video of him <clears throat> from his personal social media account like doing something in a workout and you're like oh my god right right dude you've been pressing 450 with like chains hanging off both sides of the pole yeah and he's just cranking them out and you're like what how much weight is that good lord yeah the the dude's like doing a fireman's carry with 190 pound dumbbells. And then he, and he's doing it in a full sweatsuit with the hood up and pulled tight with a winter cap on. And then he drops them, takes the hoodie off. And he realized he's got weights strapped to his chest and shit. Right. 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 So he kept them swaying was wearing the sweatsuit. Oh, it was disgusting. Like, listen, Nick, Nick Swisher had like 5 million Twitter followers. It's something he like Swisher was okay. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was all right with the Yankees, but because he had personality, and, and like, a little charisma that oh he had millions of Twitter followers. Oh, yeah, sounds good. I mean, how how cool would it be to see an MLB player go back to his high school field and just take BP in front of the kids? Like they don't know what's gonna happen, and all of a sudden, like, oh hey, you know, guys, we got something special coming on here. You know, have a seat right here, and then like uh, like, oh, we need you guys out back, you know, out there to, to shag some B, you know, shag some BP for us. Well, who's gonna hit? Oh, uh, this guy, and it's you know, who knows? It's some MLB guy, and it's on his social media. People would eat that up. 
I mean, NFL guys do stuff like that all the time. NBA guys do stuff like that all the time. NBA guys post videos of them in the offseason playing basketball with their buddies, like, at the park. And, like, oh, yeah, me and my buddies rolled up and played these dudes playing. And, like, they gave, they gave us a pretty good game. And, like, you know, just dudes playing ball in the park. Like, and, and the NHL is like, no. And the MLB is like, more no. Why? You know, and, Why? It, and it's so stupid, though, because, like, we talk about it all the time at work. So interviewing the guys in real time during a game was fantastic. During spring training games when they like mic'd up the left fielder or the right fielder and they were literally interviewing them as the game was going on was awesome. So many of these guys have such great personalities and great things to say. And he'd be like, he goes, oh, 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 the pitch coming low and away. He's like, he goes, this ball's coming right to me. And then sure as shoot, doesn't it come right at him for a line out? And he's just like, they're like, hey man, good call. And he's like, well, not my first day. You know, and then they go on with the interview. Like, and it was, it was funny and entertaining. It was absolutely fantastic. I wanted him to do it for 162 games. Yes. Do all of that. And you know what? I wouldn't even blame Major League Baseball for trying to profit on something like that. Like, right. hey, if you want to hear these emails, you have to subscribe to like MLB Network or you know what I mean? Like there's some special thing that they would try to monetize. As a as a fan, I don't want them to do that because I want access to it. But on right. the flip side, I think it's such a good idea and people like it so much that it would not surprise me if they were like, all right, how can we make as much money on this as humanly possible? Because right. that's basically their goal every time, all the time, is how do we get rich off of this idea? The problem but is, no, and that's no idea. That. that's the biggest issue, I think, is they've gotten so far removed from their fan base and the people who enjoy the game because they're solely profit-driven. Like, oh, the MLB made $348 billion last year, and fans couldn't be, like, more disheartened by the game of baseball right now by the game of professional baseball by the mlb right right i've been loving college baseball having oh that my on god ESPN's been, been college baseball that's been different. really good hits different for sure but yeah so uh i think that's gonna wrap for us here today um i i hope hopefully the mlb comes out of their lockdown hopefully uh we have an eventful off season for the nfl and uh going forward we're gonna have to find other different things to talk about because i didn't plan on talking about the bills as long as we did today but here we are and uh <laughs> You know, that's never happened to us before. Come we're, on. We're going to have to tone that back a hair where we we're going to have if we're going to if we're billing ourselves as a championship caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York. It can't be so Buffalo heavy outside of the football season. The Bills are going to like trade for McAfee and you and I are going to have aneurysms. We're going to be a two hour episode based on oh that one God. singular topic. That'll, that'll, that'll be a, that'll be a live uh, <laughs> just losing our minds. Yeah, we'll have to do that one live. So. Um, that being said, Statman, thanks for joining me, buddy. I appreciate you stepping in. Always a pleasure, buddy. Uh, that being said, Hat Sass and Sass, part of the BICBP Radio Network. Check us out on our website, www.bicbp-radio.com. Find us on all the social medias, all the uh, podcast hosting places, and like, follow, share, subscribe, and most importantly, tell your friends to tune in to Hat Stats and Stats every Wednesday on the BICBP Radio Network. Hat Stats and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom supplemented uniforms and apparel that'll have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at StingerWoodBats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great.